going live. Smells like smoke. Nearing the end of ghost month already. That's August. No mirrors to decorate your room or you're going to see a ghost. Watch this uh, Murph challenge, the actual one. And uh, another lesson done with the language that cannot be named. Folks, it is Tuesday, August 20, 23rd. 2022. I'm Steven Sirski. Hope you folks are doing well. And yes, this is uh, my audio digest, my daily audio digest. Publishing it uh, for the last year or so, since May of last year, middle of May last year, um, when I was actually, the idea was just to sort of uh, promote my May You Make Your Movie video challenge that I brought upon myself at that time. Uh, and uh, since then, I've sort of been going, I've kept it on, uh, kept going on with it. The original couple of couple of months was actually only like a minute or two maybe the first six weeks were a minute or two minutes uh and then it grew into eight to nine minutes and then i think it topped out at like 45 minutes i went on for a while or something at the 45 to 50 minutes that's when i was traveling through um chongqing and uh, chengdu uh and since then i've sort of cut it back seeing that 20 minutes is sort of like um uh, a decent time that and 20 minutes is what we get for break time so i figure if you at least uh start in your first break, you can finish it up. Uh, you know, you can maybe push your break a little bit longer, or if you want to shut it off and be like, ah, well, we know he's going to say anyway, move along anyway. So I try to keep it around 20 minutes, and I post all the archives up on my website, stephensersky.com is where you can uh, find that. Uh, yes, but it smells like smoke, and uh, well, I have my windows open. It's nice and cool, though. Like the temperature has uh, uh, dropped immensely in the last couple days i'm looking at my uh, ikea clock it's 41 percent humidity uh in the uh, the room and what is it uh, 26 degrees celsius for the the temperature much more bearable than it was uh even last week week and a half ago which <laughs> it was so so humid back then but it looks like a lot of places were very humid i know i guess um some places around china are still very humid uh, so I'm not sure, like, I, I'm not keeping track of the, much of the temperatures, many of the temperatures, but I know that uh, uh, there are quite a few places that are still uh, experiencing quite a bit of heat. We did get some rain today, and I think we're going to get rain a little bit tomorrow. No, it's going to be sunny uh, next week, starting next week, September, we're going to get cloudy again. But, I mean, that's two weeks away, so a week and a half away anyway doesn't really matter too much but this will affect i did it <laughs> we had a little bit of a tech difficulty uh, uh during work today so i i managed to squeak out and run another 20 minutes uh just to get that in then tech stuff never did get resolved so uh not much i can do uh but uh, in the morning i did not go for a bike ride because oh, <laughs> i'll tell you i don't know what's happened but maybe i'm going a bit harder on mondays it could be um because the I wake up Tuesday mornings, and this has happened for the last couple of weeks, where I'm just like, oh my goodness, I can hardly move. Like, I'm not sure if I should go for a run, a bike ride, or I should uh, walk, or I should just stay in bed, or I should just get up and do some stretching. And the reason why is because Mondays are sort of my, my heaviest, one of my heaviest workouts. Um, I'd say Wednesdays are pretty decent, but then also Fridays with the, when I try to do my own sort of Murph challenge and then uh, the afternoon workout as well. But Mondays, um, I'm, I'm sort of thinking of it, what I do, two-mile run in the morning, then I do the steel, uh, then I skip for 10 minutes, and then I do the steel club workout for about 25 to 30 minutes, 
Then in the afternoon, I do another two-mile run, and then I do the squat in 20. So I go, I take a 20 kg, a 20-kilogram kettlebell, and I do sets of as many rounds as possible, 23 minutes. I get the clock going for 23 minutes, and there's this little opening in the uh, the park outside, and so I put the kettlebell down. I do uh, 10 swings, uh, two arms, 10 swings, one arm each uh, with a split stance, um, and then I do some, uh, was it snatches or something as well, uh, or um, shoulder presses and things like that. And then I run around um, a part of the compound, not the whole thing. It's like a, it's like a one, minute, one minute 20 jog sort of thing. But I repeat that for 23 minutes. After I do that, I go do another one round of walking, and I do this sort of uh, push-up, tricep push-up, and uh, sort of baby pistol squat uh, workout, and then I do another one, and I've been, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I did mention this before, and I, I try to do these one-arm push-ups, and, uh, they're not entirely easy, I, I cannot do a one-arm push-up, but the, the, the part that I'm on in my training right now for the one-arm push-up is to, uh, have a controlled fall towards the bench, and of course, I'm not, like, falling, slamming into the bench, it's like, I have, I'm, I have most of my weight on one arm, and then I lower myself down as as controlled as I can, catching myself with my other hand if I can, with my other uh, hand if I have to, and then raising myself up with uh, uh, two hands. So the goal here is actually to work on the strength and the technique of getting a one arm push up. And so all that combined, I mean, it uh, really does, I guess, kind of wears you out. So Tuesday mornings, I'm waking up and I'm like, woof, I. I if I don't get up and go right now, I'm not getting up. And sure enough, three snoozes later, I'm still kind of like rolling out of bed. Um, it might, it was also sort of like, I I mean, I want to sit down and get some other things done. So, uh, you know, so I, instead of getting up and going for a bike ride, which would like would, would have put me into the craziness of the Beijing traffic. I'm like, you know what? Sit down and just think, you know, because even yesterday when I was talking about the, uh, where would you live for a thousand dollars a month? And I'm thinking, you know, this is something I should probably th- think of a little bit more, uh, whether or not I want to sort of commit to China anymore. Because I also have a, a, another blog post in mind, entertaining the idea of whether or not China could be home. And I say that only because it, I've been here for so long, four years uh, straight, three years straight, whatever it is already. And I'm kind of going, could I replicate my life anywhere else, at least in some uh, semblance of it. Could I make, would I still be able to do my dual, dual workouts? Would I be able to work out the same way? Uh, if not twice a day, then once a day, could I get something done? Um, what would I do in the other parts? Like, even if I was able to travel around the world, let's get this straight. If I was able to backpack around the world again, where would I go? What would I do? And how long would I stay? Would I continue to work out? Because I am enjoying the sedentary sort of lifestyle here of like the um, being in one place where I don't have to you know worry about my stuff all the time um, and I, I don't have to think about it's it's very very mechanical I'm not gonna lie and it, it's uh, some people I, I know when I was younger I was kind of like I, I can't do this uh, I gotta move but now I'm kind of thinking like well do I have to move and if I did move where would I go how long do I have to move for? Because if I leave China, since I'm not vaccinated, coming back in would be a little bit more difficult. Uh, but if I, what if I even just left for six months? 
what would I do with the apartment, right? And what would I do with the whole stuff? Would I do a grand purge? Would I get someone to sublet the apartment? Would I just sublet the apartment, get rid of the stuff, and then, you know, come back in six months anyway sort of thing and just sort of see where things are or what? Like, I, this is something like, this is a lot more difficult to do when you have a visa, Actually, I, I don't think I could do this to tell you just because my, my visa would get canceled, basically. If I if I left um, the job, as I if I told them I'm leaving for six months, they'd say, okay, bye. <laughs> and then I'd be replaced uh, and my visa would be canceled, etc. So it, it's not like I have a choice. Not like in Canada, you could disappear for six months. You could go to you go to China for six months, or you can go to Europe for six months, or anywhere, and then return to Canada, no problem. Um, that, you know, that's sort of the, the benefit of having a homeland. Um, but... Uh, I mean, you can't do that if you have a, a visa that is tied to a company that brought you over to do work in that country, even if they ask you to work from home or your apartment, whichever. So this was a, so I was thinking through this this morning and thinking, you know, sometimes you got yesterday I was talking about having some time to think, having some time off. And I was like, you know what, maybe there you go. I'm going to take some time off and consider some things and just write it out and sort of debate whether or not it's actually a, um, if it's not a, a reasonable plan right now, it was enough to get me motivated. It was enough to get me out of bed. And it was enough to sort of energize me for the day, basically. It was like, you know, got some thinking done, good. Then I went to Starbucks and got myself a coffee. So that was a good start to the day. Uh, yes, this whole no mirrors thing. I get this, uh, we um, have these conversations uh, and everything. And some of the students like to say, uh, yeah, you can't have a mirror. It's not a good idea to... Uh, Put mirrors around your room because you might wake up and see a ghost and I'm thinking like that's actually a very reasonable thing because like the last thing you want to see when you wake up uh, sober or not and the middle of the night is your ugly face I mean it's like oh what is that thing I saw something and if you're not completely awake and you're not completely with it I mean you see things and the light glistens in a certain way and you see that what is that dark-eyed creature? Oh, that's you that's sleep-deprived and you're horribly sweaty because, you know, it's <laughs> humidity's very high in your apartment, right? So uh, the idea is that you don't put mirrors in your, your room or around the room so you don't see ghosts at night. Kind of funny, I guess. Um, watching this, um, I guess 2015 was the first time that uh, the uh, it says here the Reebok CrossFit Games the men's Murph. So this, the 2015 was the first year that they actually ran the Murph. Now this is the this is the workout that I do on Friday mornings, um, and I, just it came up and I was like, you know, because the YouTube alg algorithm is selecting things that I want to see and stuff like that. Um, but uh, watching it and this year, I'm not sure if they changed it since then, but this one they have to run one mile. They're all wearing 20 pound vests. Uh, they're all shredded and. One mile run got done in three minutes. The first guy, but he then he ended up losing. Uh, so five, six, uh, seven minutes for the first mile. They had to do all of the pull-ups in a row. They could do they they had four bars though, so it wasn't just the same bar. It was four sets. So you get you had 25, 25, 25, 25 per bar. Then you moved on to the push-ups, and there was three stations or four state yeah three stations of 50. And then you moved on to the squats which were all done in one area, and that was 300 air squats. Then you did another mile run, and that guy, the, the guy who finished first, um, he ran the last mile in eight minutes. I mean, I can't run a mile in eight minutes anyway. I mean, I think my best time was 8.30, uh, and that was unweighted. 
uh, on a Thursday afternoon had I after I had not run uh, it, that morning. So <laughs> yeah, was not. Uh, I'm looking at this going. I mean, phenomenal physique that these guys have. Gives me a goal. It gives me something to work towards. Not that I have any desire to compete in the CrossFit Games. I I, uh, I don't know. The whole idea of competing, I, I, uh, I, I also saw my brother. He was uh, taking uh, part in the, the Iron Man. Not the Iron Man. World's Strongest strongest Man competition. I think it's a, um, not Canada. It wasn't, it wasn't national. It wasn't provincial. Maybe it was provincial. I can't remember. Uh, he's a big guy. I mean, he, he lifts a lot of weight. Um, he's, you know, the size of guys who go to the gym and they lift a lot of weight. Uh, but I'm like the exact opposite where I'm a bit more, uh, well, not so big, <laughs> but where I'm, I'm flinging kettlebells and everything and doing pull-ups and stuff like that. So, uh, I saw this and I go, yeah, I just, he's competing. And I go, I, I don't have it in me to compete. I don't care. Someone could pass me. Someone could be behind me. Fine. I don't care. I, it's, it's more that I'm looking for functional works out workouts again for for a potential nether global backpacking trip. That's sort of what I'm looking for. I, so like all my weights are centered around the weights of what a backpacker would take. If you're carrying a 20 kilo backpack, you're carrying too much. 10 kilos, pretty uh, regular. Uh, actually, 15 to 20 kilos would be like a working traveler if you had like your your suitcase, a backpack, and like a uh, like some reading material. That's your that's 14, 15 kilos if you uh, if you're on the heavy end of things. I know a lot of people. I've seen some people carry a briefcase on a work trip for four days. I'm going. How do you not stink? Like that's that. What's your secret? Because I know I I then again I don't see those people in the gym uh, very often. So or or riding bikes home and stuff like that. But um, the idea of a lot of my workouts uh, and watching this <laughs> this Murph this men's Murph here, it's just like um, wow, insanity, uh, crazy, and they're all done within an hour, and I'm I'm almost puking through thirty minutes of it basically. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, I did drop down to uh, 10 pounds. Like, so what I did last week, which was uh, four kilos, about eight, nine uh, pounds or something like that. That's like the, uh, it's apparently not even the women's weight. Ten, 10 pounds is the women's weight. But it's hard to get 10 pounds because I got, it's all measured in kilos and I have a little sandbag. So it's it's not as easy to uh, uh, get the measurement exact. But that being said, it uh, nine pounds, 10 pounds, that's your, your, your female division. The men wear 20. I was training with 20 and I was barely getting through the workout. So I dropped down a bunch of weight just to see if I could actually get through it. And so that, that's what I'm working on right now. Four kilos, I could probably go up to five. Uh, and that would that's a good, comfortable, challenging, I can still do it, but I don't feel like I'm dying sort of thing. And so I might keep on doing that for a little while. Now, uh, the goal was to sort of see how far I could get within the next couple of weeks, uh, given that... Uh, uh, you know, time is, uh, slipping by us, right? And, uh, so September marks, um, you know, a milestone, I guess you could say. Uh, and that, uh, so I was thinking how, how far I could get along in that. If I could do 10 rounds, uh, unweighted, 10 rounds, 10 pounds, uh, 10 rounds with a 10 pound uh, weight jacket or a four kilo weight jacket, you know, when, how long would it take me to get up to, um, the, the 10 kilo or the nine kilo, I guess, uh, weight jacket. So 20 pound weight jacket total. We'll see. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to be a challenge because, uh, I do have to be across town in the morning, uh, like quite early. And I, I did ask to be there early because, uh, she has other clients that has to have to come in and I don't know. 
oh, I can't do this. Like, because they have the the way that this happens. I'll, I'll have to report back on this tomorrow. But uh, these bank accounts and stuff like that, they actually have to sit you down in front of a camera often, and uh, they have to read out this paragraph to to which you're supposed to respond. Dway, uh, you can't actually you can't say uh. It has to be dway. You have to f- affirm what they have said. You have to confirm verbally that you understand and agree with what they're saying. You cannot say uh. Uh is like a confirmation, but it's a colloquial confirmation, even though it's an HSK five word, <laughs> right? Uh, so tomorrow, I guess I gotta bring my uh, my ID, and I hope I bring all the ID because uh, it's an hour across the the city, so I gotta get up and get going early. And already I'm thinking, well, I don't know if I can make my workout in the morning if I got to be there for night. Now, so how do I do this? If I ride there and I ride back. Now, I'm not sure how long this is going to take. Hopefully it doesn't take that long. Uh, hopefully nothing goes uh, um, too bad or anything like that. And then I can come back and I'm thinking instead of splitting the workouts tomorrow, I might just come back and uh, uh, once I'm ready after work to do the full workout all at once. Which would be insane. I've never done before. Um, I, have, I have thought about doing before. But uh, the reason I like doing two workouts is because it just takes some pressure off in the morning. And um, it gets me moving in the afternoon as well. Now, I'll tell you. If, maybe, possibly, going into the winter, I might not want to do afternoon workouts anymore and I'll, uh, and the reason why is because it's different when you're training in hot weather when you can get up and go and although your body might not be warm the temperature is so like you're, you're not too concerned about pulling anything you are concerned about being dehydrated absolutely but you're not concerned about straining a muscle that's been sitting there contracted no blood flowing through it and then you know hitting the cold weather and it's sort of seizing or something like that right We'll see how it goes. I got another three months of it being decent weather. Uh, so this is not something that needs to be dealt with just yet. But uh, going into winter mode, it might be that I go for my run in the morning. Uh, and then like two miles, get just get up and go six o'clock in the morning, come back and then do the full workout right away. Now, I'm sort of thinking this going, I'm not sure because my workouts are very different in the morning and the afternoon. Morning is a lot more speed and endurance afternoon is a little bit more um biased towards like heavy heavier stuff even though it's like 28 kilo 28 kilo is what i max out on the the kettlebells so we'll see how that goes another language uh, lesson done with the language that cannot be named uh, for uh several reasons uh it's an eastern uh european uh, language or far western Far Western Asian language depends on how you want to look at it. I guess it is Slavic in uh, descent, absolutely. Very similar, similar to Ukrainian, but not exactly the same. It has its own little differences, if you will. Anyway, I was uh, met up with the uh, the teacher again today. I have I have to make up these lessons because I got another. I guess I had another six left, seven left. Uh, I had eight left, so I've done two of them, and I've been booking them on Tuesdays, Thursdays, uh, sorry, Tuesdays, Saturdays, because those are the only days that I have that I can actually afford the mental space uh, to uh, get it all done. The other days, I mean, with the dual workouts and everything, that it gets a little bit uh, uh, dicey to sort of um, get everything going and to switch that mindset, really, and uh, make sure I have enough time to think and, you know, prepare for the, the class as well. I was... Uh, I was thinking about renewing 
uh, not just with her, but then also with the other uh, um, teacher that I had before for the same language. And I was also considering getting a budget-friendly Chinese teacher. And by that I mean I wanted someone... There are, like, italki is actually very good for finding cheaper uh, teachers. Uh, like, one step up from Hello Talk language partners, partners sort of thing. And that's all I'd be looking for. I'd be looking for tone practice, and I'd be looking for conversation practice. Because there's, like, I'm lacking that personal sort of... When I go out to the streets and I talk, it's always the same conversation. I need someone to push beyond that and give me that sort of structure, but I don't want to be spending what most you know pro teachers would charge, which is 200 quiet an hour. It's $40 an hour. Going, well, this is not a $40 conversation. This is not a 200 RMB conversation. Uh, I mean, I'd feel, if I was doing this in English, I'd feel bad about it. Maybe not, but it also kind of suggests to me, I'm like, if, if these Chinese teachers are charging... 200 RMB an hour for an English lesson. I'm going, has my rate gone up? Especially if I do the delta? I mean, wow, have I just priced myself? Or or is there a certain cap that's in place for English teachers? Because it's just, I mean, so many people can do it, right? Um, whereas in, uh, Ch- Chinese teaching, I mean, could I find someone for like 50 quai, 10 bucks an hour, just to yik-yak with sort of thing, back and forth, um, and uh, possibly even correct tones like I would pay for both I'm not I'm not against paying for both uh tonal practice and then conversation practice but it have to be like structured conversation practice where it's like here's the HSK5 textbook yik yak let's go through it listen to it like I but I don't need someone to sit there um making a plethora of notes I just need something someone to feed back in the moment sort of thing so I'm looking for this now why haven't I done that First, I just came up with the idea. <laughs> Second of all is because the U.S. dollar is very high. And Italki takes U.S. dollars. And if I, and since Italki accepts WeChat and Alipay, if I move money from WeChat or Alipay to Italki, there's that conversion. And right now with the U.S. dollar so high, I mean, I should have bought lessons uh, two months ago. That's when I should have refilled. And it's stupid me I didn't didn't think of it. Well, because I also wasn't looking for lessons at that point. Uh, but... Uh, that's the idea is being able to sort of uh, lock in that good foreign exchange as well, not getting uh, pinched too hard on that one. All right, so that is that. Uh, Tuesday is pretty much all over here in Beijing. Hope you guys are doing well and uh, staying sane out there. I know uh, some people have been noticing how, um, well, I said, I think it was Shengmengqi was what uh, Chinese people were referring to as a little downtrodden, I guess. And I know that we are in a very busy time as well. Uh, August, September are going to be very busy. And then, I mean, o- October, it's already like winter settled. Or, uh, yeah, winter coldness, winter winds are coming in. And it's going to be just cold and lifeless after that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you escape from lockdown and you finally get to university. All the leaves are gone. It's windy and uh, there's no teachers. What are you going to do? All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stephensersky.com. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we will talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.